And so we're called by God to move beyond the elevator. We're called to move beyond all of this. We're called to open our eyes and see the move of God here in the world and to imagine a place beyond this world because this is not the real world. This place of expiration dates, this place of decay, this place of one fad replacing another is not permanent. The real world is an invisible kingdom and we're headed in that direction, aren't we? You're going to be priests. You're going to reign with Jesus. You're going to serve the living God in this timeless, eternal world. And so first, what John does for us is he takes us in the throne room and he shows us images of Jesus. Images of Jesus. In verse 5, John tells us that Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Power, fearsome, awesome. The lion of the tribe of Judah, he tells us. As, as C.S. Lewis liked to say, this is not a tame lion. This is a ferocious lion. And in the same verse, check this out. In the same verse, John is going to tell us that Jesus is a lamb. Hang on, you know. You talk about a shock of images here. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the lamb of God. And this is Jesus who sacrificed. And so in verse 9, we, we learn that the saints have been purchased by the blood of the Lamb. They've been purchased from the wicked one and brought into the kingdom of light. And so we learn that we are kind of the, we're kind of the celestial party crashers. I mean, we don't really belong here. I mean, we, we didn't pay the, for the ticket we just got invited. The, the price was paid by the lamb, by Jesus. And so John also shows us that the lamb is wounded. So that we'll remember, when we're in glory, we'll remember what an amazing act of love was necessary to get us into the presence of God. And so there are these images of Jesus. And then John shows us images of, of praise. Images of, of worship. The saints who have given their lives to Christ are there. Um, all of the children of God are there. Verse 9, we talked about last week. We've got a very multicultural, multicolor experience. People of every race, of every tribe, of every nation are there. People who listen to Beyonce are there. People who listen to the Glenn Miller Band are there. After you've been in the throne room, after you've had a face-to-face -face with God, it's going to change you. It's going to do some things to your plans. It, it's going to affect the way you do relationships. It's going to affect the way you make plans, the way you pray, the way you sing. So what are you going to do? Once you've had a face-to-face -face with God, what are you going to do? Once you get a taste of what it means to worship and be face-to-face -face with God, how is that going to change things for you? Will you fix your eyes back on the trappings of the elevator, on the stuff, the immediacy in your life right now? Or will you fix your eyes on what is unseen? Fix your eyes on Jesus. Run with the lion. Or will you hide from the lion? When we're in his presence, 
everything changes. The kingdom emerges. And I'm saying to God, where do you want me to go? Where do I need to go with with this marriage that you've given me? Where, Where do I need to go with these children that you've given me? Where do I need to take this career that you've given me? Where do, I, where do I go? Where do you want to send me with my ministry? That's the question that, that Isaiah asked. That's the question we ask when we've had a true experience with God in the throne room. Because once you realize that the things that really have value, that, are, that have permanence, that are solid, are kingdom things, then you begin to order your world and your life around that bedrock truth you're you're willing to go wherever god wants to send you you're just send me tell me what to do i'm ready 